0: Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Von Dunn, and resident Cleveland Brown fan, along with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Why would you say that? I just want everyone to know where my views and perspectives are coming from. It's coming from a a cellar dweller. So I can kind of give a different perspective than maybe you of the Pittsburgh Steelers, perennial winners of the Dallas Cowboys, almost perennial winners. I I just bring a different perspective to the table. I want the listeners to know that. The negative perspective,
1: That was a nice little synopsis. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I'm, no. I'm the Mad Chatter. It's, it's nice to be here. It's been, it's been a little while.
2: Yeah. It has. And Border Combat.
1: So, up? Well, one more time, top of the show, do you mind giving your philosophy on the Browns?
0: I fully support the regime and all their decisions.
1: Thank right. you. I, it just feels right to hear that. It does, of course. Of course.
0: Naturally. Naturally. Um, so, good evening. This is uh, episode 13 of Elite Dynasty Podcast. Pretty excited to be back. Uh, we've, we've staggered a little bit, um, just because, you know, life happens, life gets in the way, but we're doing everything we can to bring as much content to you uh, in the form of podcasts, in the form of social media. We have our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Not to mention, we've been kind of on a roll with blog posts. So, although you may have been missing a couple of episodes, we have been putting out new content, um, some even multiple times a week, and I think the public's been receiving it very well. A lot of different takes, um, Chad, you actually just posted an article last night. Would you like to tell the listeners about it?
1: I did. I posted uh, an article about the <clears throat> when our league first formed. We had a wine tour, and a lot of trades went down. A lot of bad trades. Uh, so it's kind of just a story about how that day went. The trades that went down, and you know, it was kind of a, a landmark event for the league, if you will.
2: And shout out to Rogers for pushing all of our blogs on Reddit and different websites, even you know, as Twitter. So I think we've had. Um it's another Tiz blog. There's a Bortles blog, there was your yeah. blog. The Tiz blog was cool. I liked, yeah. I liked his His blog was great. Um, you know, it was looking at ADPs for rookies and who will underperform. We actually kind of had a similar idea to for for a you know, a thing to do on our podcast. So maybe we'll either look at his and disagree or agree with it or just kinda of do our own twist on it. But yeah, the blog's
1: been great. Yeah, yeah, we're up to double digit posts. And it's it's been a nice mix of, you know, you get your, your analytics, your opinions, uh, a little storytelling, so it's a little bit of a mix of everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Very excited to, uh, to see what the future holds
0: for the Elite Dynasty podcast, the Elite Dynasty brand, uh, as, as one would say. Um, so, we do have a relatively long show, I think we'll, we'll jump into it, but first, uh, a little fun, we wanted to talk about, uh, with every league, someone comes in last, and there's a punishment for that person in our league. Chad Patterson, uh, as you know, happened to be the person who actually had to undergo that punishment, uh, in which he had to actually take the SAT. So we just wanted to to have Chad give a little synopsis about how it felt to come and last, uh, the pain, the agony, um, the highs and (laughs) lows. Uh, Chad, why don't you you give us a little insight as to uh, how it feels to be a loser.
1: I don't think there was any pain and agony. I mean, I wasn't looking forward to taking the SAT, that's for sure. Um, It was in my least favorite bar. Um and it was during the hockey playoffs as well as the Kentucky Derby. Um and I didn't have a table to myself. I just sit with like three random people while the rest of the league kind of just chilled and, and hung out and drank and uh it took me like what, like three and a half hours. And the, it was a little little bit under that. A little bit under something that. like that. It was fully
2: prockered though. By the commissioner. Thank you. Like every thank section you. was timed. He, I don't think he can go ahead. Without the time expiring, he was allowed to take some breaks, like they do in the real test. I think one drink He was allowed allowed
0: one beer, and we did show mercy. We let him take a shot at the beginning of the test. Um, Thank you for that. But I I will be very honest. His focus and tenacity in taking this exam was incredible. We were actually, like we said, we were watching the Rangers playoff game, and it went into overtime. And it was just a back-and-forth game. The bar erupted. The place was loud. Very, very loud every time it scored. And Chad did not look up once at the tv it was actually awesome it was one
2: of those bars where it's not even the music was so loud the the game commentary it's like you had to yell at each other yeah it's one of those bars where by the end of the night you have no voice because the person's a foot away from you're screaming and he's taking a very i would say still of a hard exam for oh absolutely that you can't prep for it and the reason so people that don't know the reason that he actually had to try to you know do well in this exam because there was a kind of a clause within the exam that if he didn't score an 800, which we have determined was like a bottom percent of the U.S., then he had to get a fat head of Mike Rogers, the defending champion's face, on his wall. And to, actually, to my surprise, would what, you get a nine? 930. Something nine thirty. Nine thirty. That's like people. It's not good. I mean, people in high school didn't break a hundred. I mean, a thousand. So you, with no prep, kind of went in there cold and in in the environment you were in, dropping a nine thirty was pretty impressive.
0: And the lighting was also horrible. It, it was, was terrible. It was lighting. very dark. I I honestly struggled to grade the exam, which took me a whole like eight <laughs> minutes. Yeah, it, it, get, it was
1: it was tough to see. It gave me a headache. I had to literally walk home and, and go get ibuprofen and then come back.
0: But while the night
1: was
2: bad for you, was taking the test, it brought a lot of attention to you in a good way. It did. I mean, people around us saw like what we were doing. You know, thought it was hilarious. So I thought overall, just within our own group, having fun with it. I think others enjoyed it. By the end, you enjoyed it. You had a good night. And uh, it's definitely... I'll probably re-vote for it unless something else is better that I think could be funnier. But, you know, most of the league showed up. You didn't enjoy it. That's what you want.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it worked out. I mean, it was punishment, and it was a good time at the same time, if if that makes any sense. Yes, but.
0: absolutely. And uh, with that, I'm actually going to challenge our listeners, our, our league in itself. If you have any ideas for a punishment for this year, um, we'll vote on it at the draft. But if you have anything feel free to shoot it my way just so we can kind of accumulate some ideas to be voted on for next year so no
2: no tattoos no pain because we just watched some video of some dude getting like destroyed with paintball guns yep none of that something that's like really you want something to embarrass the guy
0: and if, if it if it, yeah. if it happens to cost money or something you just know the league would have to chip in we're not going to make the uh, the person who comes last foot the bill of whatever it is yeah but yeah, if you if you think of anything, any fresh ideas, anything cool, feel free to to tweet at us, shoot us a text, shoot us a message, whatever you want. the uh, The world is yours.
1: Avoid last. That's my only advice. I
0: may not. I may not avoid yeah. last. This may be a punishment tailored to me. Uh, with that, let's go into some NFL news and notes. Uh, not much happening in the quarterback world uh, within the past week or so, but there has been a couple of of news regarding running backs. Uh, the first, uh, a prominent rookie coming out of college. Matt Jones, which coming out, a lot of people liked him. I was I was one of them. I took him in the second round in pretty much all of my dynasty leagues. He just run with such aggression, power. He's pretty quick, decent hands for back. He he was he's a good running back. He se- or seemed like he would be, and within the past year or so, he really really fell off. Uh, very inefficient, not good mm-hmm. is really the synopsis. He just wasn't good.
2: See his rookie year, I didn't think. So he was someone I drafted late in redraft because I knew the name. And I thought he had maybe, like, two good games with fumble issues. And there was still a lot of hype. I did not get it. I mean, I've been calling Matt Shit Jones forever, not the most creative nickname. But I've never liked I didn't understand the love for him. And, yeah, by, by the end of the year, he wasn't even playing. And now they're going to release him. Yep. But, you know, I think that speaks to, um, what's his name, Fat... Fat Kelly. Fat, fat Rob. Fat Rob. <laughs> and, uh, you know, P. Ryan that they just drafted. So I they just have better talent around him. And I think anywhere he goes, he's going to be a backup. Maybe even less than that at this point. I mean, he's young. That's the only thing you can give him. Yeah. But,
0: I, I, see, I see him being throughout his career just a journeyman backup, to be completely honest. Like, I, I don't want. Uh, I'll throw it out, fun. Like a Robert Turbin. Like, he'll go and have some spot starts. <laughs> That's a good like, comparison. Yeah. Do okay. Um,. Not gonna win you games, but he's not gonna lose you games. He's a good backup running back if somebody gets hurt. I, th- I think that's
1: yeah. The that's basically of a
2: waiver yeah. wire scramble. Something. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now what a fall for, from grace for him. It, it kind of sucks, honestly. Like he he showed flashes of being really good like two years ago and and last year there was like that's what
0: I'm of- saying. I I love the I love the aggression. I love when running backs run with aggression. Yeah. Like he he just ran so hard. I th- I mean I'm sure that led to a lot of his fumbling issues. Get the
2: but... hype. second round like that's that's high. I, I just well, didn't for the for the rookie. The drag, he
0: did he did well in the in the rookie. Just for his rookie year, he I mean, had a couple of good games.
2: He, exactly a couple, yeah. and it was okay. Like it's just whether or not you start him the right week. And he oh, had yeah. those like monster games, but then he had some games where he was really bad, like really inefficient, fumbled the ball. Yeah, There was also just, not
1: a ton of competition last year, like fantasy wise. Yeah. Like he had Chris Thompson, but he he wasn't competing with him. He's going to be the third down guy. And I don't think Rob Kelly was there yet. Or maybe he was, and he just wasn't who he yeah. is. was rookie year? Yeah. yeah, I don't remember either. But, you know, there was no competition in that backfield, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Kirk Cousins wasn't starting then either. So, like, Matt Jones kind of was their offense for a little while, so I think the hype train kind of just kept rolling for him.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, Robert Jim Brown-Turban, uh, Post actually came out today, I believe. It looks like he's locking up the number two duties over Marlon Mack behind Frank Gore. Really? They said apparently he's been dominating. They <laughs> they love what they see. He's coming out ready to go this year. Really? So maybe he will be. He'll break all of Jim Brown's records. Maybe he will. A lot of running backs.
1: You know, he's not, but... You don't know. I respect your, uh, <laughs> you don't know your hot that. take there. We'll see. Only only time will tell. I never thought we'd be talking about Robert Turbin on the uh, podcast. Robert Jim Brown Turbin. Sorry, Robert Jim Brown Turbin. Yeah.
0: I know, right? I mean, uh, sometimes life happens in, uh, in in strange ways, you know? You mm-hmm. just got to roll with the punches. TJ Yeldon. Make a cut. I highly touted rookie in Dynasty Circles a couple of years ago. I, I think he went I th- number five overall in our draft. I know in in another draft I'm in, I saw him go three when Jaiy rumors came out, when the knees, so he he kind of took a took a tumble down draft boards. Just hi- highly touted coming out, and now he might actually get cut. Granted, they did just draft one of the best running backs possibly to come out in the last decade, in Leonard Fournette, but. Not sure why you would just cut the guy. What are your What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, we. I mean, we talked about Yeldon a couple episodes back when you actually almost made the trade for him. I did. I'm was very
0: it? very happy. I did not
1: pick eighteen for TJ Yeldon. Yeah. How happy are you they didn't do that trade? You have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, I was never really super high on TJ Yeldon. He never really had that one game or those two games where he was that dominant. Factor. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't have it. Like he was. He was good. He was consistent, but he didn't. He didn't have anything that impressed me, as being the lead back in Jacksonville. So I I kind of get it, honestly.
2: I do. I don't know his contract situation. If there's money involved, he's still, he's
0: still in his rookie deal, so it's still cheap. That's what I'm, that's that's what surprises me the most. I think
2: it's just Fournette. I mean, if you know you're not yeah. going to use the guy at all, then just you know, you have other like roster spots to fill. Just Let him go. As far as what like, I think he'll. He has a chance to be a starter, I think, over Matt Jones. I would... you know, Oh, if, absolutely. If, if, oh absolutely. If you had to yes. choose... If both of these are on... Uh, neither of them are on the wire now, but if I had to pick one to stash and wait, I'm probably picking up Yeldon over Jones.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeldon was... Like I said, I, I almost offered a second-round pick for Yeldon, whereas I shipped off Matt Jones for a fifth. It's just significantly different values. Now, what are you trade him for? Yeah, I ended up getting rid of him because I didn't want to just cut him, so I took the fifth. That's so crazy. Trade him to Sackler. Yeah. Now,
1: now, do you think Jacksonville should have cut... Chris Ivory over TJ Yeldon? I don't
0: think that... Well, actually, I don't I don't know how much guaranteed money Chris Ivory has. I think that's more of the issue. So, talent-wise, who do you
1: think Jacksonville should have kept? Ivory.
0: See, I kind of think that they should have kept Yeldon. Well, if we're just going in a vacuum, but with age, then yeah, I would probably side with Yeldon. But if just vacuum talent, yeah. I think Ivory's yeah, I a better running back.
2: Yeah. Okay. Then think I mean, he might compliment Fournette a little better.
0: Ivory? I do no know. I don't, I don't know. Like Yeldin, Ivory's though. more power running... Yeah, yeah. I think Yeldon compliments him better, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Ivory, I mean, that's why he's always hurt. He runs so aggressively. <laughs>
2: well, it could be good to take, you know, reps off for Fournette, but you don't want to beam him to
0: the ground as rookie year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, does this help Fournette's value, or does it kind of stay the same?
0: I think it stays exactly the same. I agree. Okay. I don't think, this, I don't
2: think Yeldon was going to significantly come to his workload anyway, so. I,
0: I think what it speaks more to is because I think Yeldon was going to be more of a third-down guy <laughs> is that Fournette's probably doing very, very well catching the ball on OTAs. I think that's. I think it's more of a, a spark to four value than, than anything else. I think Good he's point. just probably doing very very well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah. Um, so moving on. Another another journeyman, <laughs> Kristen Michael signing with the Indianapolis Colts. So, putting a little competition for Robert Jim Brown Turbin and uh, Marlon Mack and Josh Ferguson, and Gore.
1: Well, behind Frank Gore, yeah, I think I know, Frank. I know. Yeah. I'm curious as to the ADP of these three guys and how close they are.
0: Oh, uh, let's look. At, let's look it up. So, ha- how do you how do you feel about the Chris and Michael signing?
1: I mean, it's whatever. I mean, I still don't think that maybe he's rosterable, but I don't. I don't know.
2: I'm not. I don't think this is relevant, really at all.
1: I I tend to agree with you,
2: especially because like we, we did the mock. Last episode, and we had Matt going pretty high more so because we think Tiz likes him, but I still think he's a second round talent. If you were doing Dynasty, I don't think Christine Michael gets drafted. If he's in the, fr- I think he, <clears throat> excuse me, I think he is in our pool. He's not getting drafted this year in our, in our rookie draft. And I don't, neither is Turban. I just think there's two better running backs ahead of him, especially for, Great. you know, even for Dynasty, I don't feel like you're holding. Michael for Dynasty, if you're thinking, like, oh, if Gore's gone. I feel like Michael is, like, the read, like, if you're going to get him, it's in a redraft type of league. And I don't think he has that much value this year on Indianapolis. It's just a curious signing.
1: I feel like him and Niall Davis are, like, the same.
2: They, did, they get so much <laughs> Just the more
1: league. journeyman back. Yeah. yeah, but with,
2: like, because cause they were draft. I don't know where Niall was drafted, but Michael was drafted in the second round. He just has that, like, second-round running back drafted pedigree that he must have been talented because he was drafted that high.
1: He showed signs of being decent last year.
2: Like He was he... like on Seattle, then Dallas, and back to Seattle. Yeah. Eric, do you have the ADPs? Or...
0: I, I pulled up on Dynasty Nerds. and I don't even think any of them are on the top 250. So that's, that's where Dynasty Nerds cuts out. I'm, I'm searching on my You're phone. You're talking
2: both Michael and Turban. Yeah, also Michael Yeldin and, and, and too. Where did? Oh, Yeldon's Yeldin, a little yeah. higher. I saw yeah. Yeldon up
0: there. He's not cut yet. So no, I mean, no, Yeldon's yeah. a, a decent hold. There's, yeah, there's nothing I wrong agree. with holding L, then. All
2: right, while you're looking for that, we can segue to the wide receivers. Jeremy Macklin cut from the Chiefs, not yeah, released from the Chiefs, which was surprising news. Very surprising. I, I think that was one that we all saw on Twitter. It was like, wow, like that just happened. And within the week, I I forgot how long it took for him to actually get signed between Buffalo. Is he going to Baltimore? Ultimately, signs with Baltimore. Um, no real, I don't believe, standout wide receiver one there. I think between the two options, they have the better quarterback. Um, Not as good run game, obviously, but I think he has a better chance to perform there in Baltimore than he does in Buffalo. Do you agree?
1: I do, because Baltimore throws the ball like 50 times a game, and I know that mainly because as a kind of Dixon owner, he doesn't get the amount of carries that I would like. Uh, But Joe Flacco hucks the ball, and they need a receiver that's going to make plays, and Jeremy Macklin is that guy. I think he's going to have a great year. In Baltimore, which is sad to say, as a Steeler fan. Um, and I'm sure that you're kind of bumming about it because of the Brashad Perriman All angle. Righty. So,
0: I'm, I'm going to go out there. Um, I, I've heard this hot take before, but I want to put it out there myself as, as a hot take. Lay it cause, out. Because I agree with it. I think Brashad Perriman outscores Jeremy Macklin in fantasy in our league. So, .5 PPR, 14-team league. I think Brashad Perriman has more fantasy points than Jeremy Macklin this year. Interesting.
2: You want to have a 30 rack on that?
0: Sure. Okay. Shake, right. shake on it. My hands are super sweaty. Hold They're on. always super sweaty. All can right. You. I just hey. witnessed it. Yeah. <laughs> a live bet. Live bet. You can I, take I, Mike
2: Wallace if you won this. All
0: right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and also to stop you before we go into that, um, interesting enough, TJ Yeldon is going at 172 overall, right in front of Matt Forte, <laughs> okay. but what's interesting is Frank Gore is only 11 spots ahead at 161. <laughs>
1: really oh, wow. yeah
0: See, i guess i know age obviously he's playing the factory there but he's still gonna start <laughs> that's why no, i thought
2: that was more of a, a knock on yeldon he's so much younger and only 10 spots below gore in a dynasty redraft that's or startup that's oh, i think i
0: think it's just because of Fournette. i think that's that's exactly it i, I, know, I, I, I mean no, i don't point. think anyone assumed he was going to get cut i think everyone just assumed he's just going to stay there as a backup but eric besides the pyramid hot take
2: you like this move or if you're a macklin owner are you happy
0: Yeah, if I'm a Macklin owner, I'm happy. I think it's a good spot for him to end his career. Um, Like I said, I I saw a couple of rumors come out today that the reason that he was released is, one, uh, to open up space so they can actually sign their rookies, and two, that they said he lost a quote-unquote step. Um, Which, like I said, I I think it'll be better in an (laughs) offense that actually throws the ball so he can actually run more of an expanded route tree Mm -hmm. than as opposed to being more of a... Not as much of a gadget guy because Tyree Kill was there, but he was kind of a gadget guy before Tyree Kill what was, it, was there. it two years
2: amongst. ago, no wide receiver for the Chiefs caught a touchdown? Yeah. Something crazy or like that? Something like that.
0: Well, they were also giving, before Hill was there, they were, they were giving Macklin handoffs. They were just using him different ways. Well, I Alex think, Smith hurt him. Exactly. Yeah. I think as an actual receiver, even if he did quote-unquote lose that step, I, th- I think he, he outperforms his past couple of seasons.
2: Green. So we'll see
0: if he can outperform apparently. Except when he puts those zero spots against the Cleveland Secondary. Uh huh. Um, that'll never happen. Uh huh. Unless I mean, he's hurt right. or out of the game. No, no. no Parhamen will have a couple TDs. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, I honestly, I, I think, I think it's time. I, I'm, I'm very excited for Paraman. If, if not, I'm, I'm more than so happy you're more to drop. Conf-
2: you seem more confident now than you were before this signing.
0: I w- I am. I absolutely am. I think. <laughs> Does that make any sense? I think this helps him out. What about Tim White?
1: You know, maybe it opens the field up a little bit. <laughs> that's, for that's what I'm so, thinking. Is that your thinking? Is that your uh, rationale? I out? think
0: another solid <laughs> receiver gives Paraman more just. They're going out and going. And I don't think Mike Rollis is as much of a threat. So I'm I'm excited. I'm ready for what the future holds. Rashad right. Perriman. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Ready. Uh, so another guy, the aging veteran that was recently cut, Eric Decker. Uh he's been rumored to go to I think it was what? No, sorry, Jeremy Maclin was Buffalo. So it was rumored to Baltimore. Meeting with the Titans. I really like that landing spot if they can they can pull out a deal. I think it's gonna be great. Him working alongside Corey Davis. Some of the younger guys with Tajay Sharp, T.J. Taylor. Um, I'm, I, I really, Yeah, Rashard Matthews, yes. I re- really like the landing spot for Decker. It gives him another big-body guy, um, especially for Corey Davis to even learn from. It's a good veteran to work with. They're sim- similar sizes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love everything about that. I hope they can actually get that deal done because I think that will work well.
2: I think either spot, better quarterback situation. Yeah. He was pretty much a de facto number two. He, I think he remains that in Buffalo. He's probably going to do better. Then, um, who's the rookie I'm forgetting, blanking out right now?
1: In Buffalo? Yeah. Zay Jones? Zay he Jones. Knows.
2: Probably is a wide receiver two over him year one. Titans a little bit more crowded, but we spoke about that before with Taewon that, you know, Corey might not perform well his first year, or any of those other guys really solidified like you'd bet on Richard Matthews being great or Todd. Like, no, I think that's a very, very open wide receiver committee. So, I think he would have a good chance there to be a flex guy. Maybe the PP, like one-point PBR a little yeah. higher, and ours is half. I still think flex ceiling. Not ceiling, but probably flex floor if he's in Tennessee. So probably oh, yeah, be,
0: definitely flex floor. I, I think I think he could top out as a wide receiver, too. I mean, granted, I don't know what Corey Davis is going to do. If Corey Davis is a he's yeah. not going to be a wide receiver, too. But yeah.
2: If, yeah, yeah. I think it's, def- it's definitely possible,
1: yeah. Yeah, so,
2: yeah 100%. Um, you know, for an Eric Decker owner, I think he, you're happy to get him. If you ever have any wide receiver for the Jets, you're probably happy that, that he's out of there, so...
0: So now, we'll put, let's, let's say Eric Decker does go to the Titans. Does he outperform Jeremy Macklin, or does Jeremy Macklin have a better season than him?
1: Fantasy-wise. I would say Jeremy Macklin only because Eric Decker's more injury-prone.
2: Okay. I would agree. Because more because I have a 34. Well, Macklin's had injuries.
1: Macklin's had some injuries, yeah, especially he recently. He has, but I feel like, no, like Eric Decker's yeah, way, off the, way more off the field than Macklin is.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly I don't know the number, to be on, off the top it's of my a head. a question, though. No. I would probably take Macklin. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm going to take Ma- I'm going to take Macklin too. But yeah, I, I do think it's close. Chad, you're you're also going to say Macklin. You said
1: yeah, I'm going to say Macklin. No, I mean I like this move. I, it's just their their receiving core is getting really crowded.
2: What in Tennessee? In
1: Tennessee, yeah,
2: they're just trying to add a lot of weapons. I mean, someone posted in our chat the pre you know predictions for all the teams. I think Titans were a ten win team making the playoffs. So oh yeah, of, they were high. A lot of Tennessee hype going
1: on this year. There really is, and they're all young. Mariota, the exo-
0: exotic Smash Mouth football—is that what the the quote was from Mike Mularkey? <laughs> exotic about. Smash Mouth football.
2: Baby. Yeah, other wide receivers are relatively young too. They have a good chance. Yeah, they 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 did
1: everything very well. They're an exciting team. Them and the Bucks are going to be exciting to watch next year. Oh yeah, just because they're so young, you don't really know. Who's and they're gonna... they're
0: building the right way. They're they they're, are. They're building the right way, which is is really fun to see from a person who's never seen that before. Uh, Victor Cruz to the <laughs> Chicago Bears. I, I think this is just just a signing. I, I see him as, well, I'd like a wide receiver three there, wide receiver four there.
2: I'm looking at now, and I don't even think he's that. So you have, if Kevin White is, can be anything like Kevin White. Well, even, even games, not, I, I, either, I, I would just give him a three regardless. It's funny I forgot, you know, the cloak is there. <laughs> um, Kendall Wright's there. Wheaton's there. So too much competition. I forgot, I
1: forgot about Kendall Wright. Me too so i had him last year
2: yeah i didn't realize glenn's got some some you know some Some weapons there yeah yeah and especially that's another wide you know wide receiver court's pretty wide open i think i mean i'm i'm pretty high on karen meredith more so than other people are but you know kevin white remains a little injury prone like anyone can take that wide receiver one or even two spot from you know for glenn to throw to so but as far as fantasy relevance i'm not drafting victor cruz at all and
0: yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's he's you know, definitely progress. someone I'm avoiding. Absolutely. Like, even if I have a fifth-round pick, I'm probably taking someone else. Same.
1: I mean, he came back for the Giants last year with Eli Manning at quarterback and didn't do anything. Now he goes to a stadium where the wind swirls.
2: More of a run team
1: now with Howard. Yeah, and Glennon at quarterback. So I think that he is going to regress, I mean, if that's even possible from last year.
0: I don't know. I
2: I don't know. God, there are quarterbacks with... Glennon, Trubisky, Sanchez, and Connor Shaw.
0: That's just four names. Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: don't know. Just a funny group love, of people. I love
0: Connor Shaw. A lot of grit there. Uh, last wide receiver news. Mike Williams. Uh, mild disc herniation. And they're saying that he could possibly miss some camp time. Not good for a rookie that's uh, trying to make a good first impression. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. We had him mocked, what, sixth in, yes. our, in our mock draft? Yep. Um... To me, it's not that huge of a deal. I mean, it's it's early in the summer. Hopefully, he'll bounce back and just be normal, and this won't hinder him for the rest of his career. I mean, that that's the optimism in me, I guess, coming out. I do like Mike Williams, and um, I don't think this is that huge of a deal.
2: See, I'll go the opposite. I think there's a lot of other guys there. And just him, as a rookie, you want to develop that connection with Rivers, get the plays down, and it's just someone I think... Not that he's like a love hate guy, but we almost had him dropping. Eric wanted to I, drop I him have, a lot lower. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say I have him going eight.
2: And I think if this continues to be an issue where he's missing these this time, you know, Keenan Allen's gonna be back. There's other wide receivers there that already have like, some sort chemistry with Rivers, but that gets even you know further. And he's missing that time. I I don't know. Maybe he struggles at the gate. Fantasy relevance for rookie year. I don't think this this isn't like career jeopardizing, but. I think it could scare his ADP a little bit if this continues in our rookie draft. Maybe he does slip past trainer's back-to-back picks. Is that what you have him slipping yeah. past? He picks John Ross and maybe someone else over him, and he falls to 7 or 8. But not a huge drop, but I can see him. I'm agreeing with you. I can see him now dropping possibly to one those. Yeah,
0: especially because San Diego has the big-body receivers with like Dontrell Inman and, and Tyra Williams and whatnot. It's not like they have a bunch of little speed guys. Um, But, yeah. Uh we'll see we'll see what happens, but I think it definitely definitely hurts him. Uh so last let's go into the tight ends. Uh what seems to be the end of end of a injury plagued career with a lot of bright spots, a lot of darkness. And Dennis Pitta, uh unfortunately <laughs> our notes on the on the list actually say waiver slash hurt slash R I P. Um <laughs> That's it. I honestly don't think he, he plays again. I think this is the, the final nail in, really? in his career. I, I really don't see him coming back. It's just, honestly, it's quality of life at this point. He's made money. He might as well get out. I could see him being an announcer. He's got the face to be an announcer. He's a relatively decent-looking dude. <laughs> so you think that Ladarius Green has a better chance of coming back than him? Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, I would say yes to Surprisingly, yes. Pitta's done. Yeah, I don't think Pitta plays again. I don't think he can walk.
2: That's a big factor in playing. <laughs> I, mean, I guess if impact. he can't walk, he can't yeah. really play.
0: No, unfortunately not. I don't think Ladarius Green really comes back either, but I, I think Ladarius is a... Better chance at Pitta.
1: Right. Interesting tight end situation there now with Max Williams. And... That's what I'm
0: saying. You got to assume Max Williams comes out and. Don't you sleep got on Crockett. Coconut Bond. Coconut Bond.
1: Coconut Bond bon- bon- bon-
0: bon- <laughs> <was there>. bon- <laughs> Watson. Where'd you get coconut from? Coconut Dracula? I coconut got... Dracula.
2: It's just like Coconut Bond Watson was just like a random. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. It was, it was one of our finest.
0: Um, we're going to listen to that song after this. <laughs> So that's going to do it for our news and notes portion. Uh, we're going to go into, now, we've some had trades. some activity with some trades and then a lot of bad activity, as you heard, a live one as well. Um, so trades, like every other episode, it includes me. I'm, it sounds like I'm really the only one that's initiating trades. I have been in, like, the last 15. It's It's been kind of a problem. But all small ones this time, nothing really crazy. And I think I'm doing a good job of setting myself up for the future. So you, we'll let you be the we, you be the judges. So in this trade, I actually went off and sent Alan Hearns to state of inebriation, Matt Wire uh, for pick 305, um, which is actually pick 33, just because of the, the two pick removals in our league. I mean, I think it's, it's relatively even. I, I think maybe Alan Hearns might have went right around that spot in this draft, to be mm-hmm. completely honest. So I, th- I think it's a relatively even trade. Realistically, I'm, I'm targeting some of my guys. I, I want to say I'm going to take best player available. I'm not. I'm going to go with the hard pick and probably take ASJ, who's actually had some solid camp hype. Um, what do you guys think of the trade?
2: So you're basically you're admitting you're going to trade Hearns for ASJ?
0: Straight up, yeah. It's a terrible trade. We don't know that. That's terrible. No, He's
1: got a lot of camp hype, and we'll talk about that's it. That's what
0: I'm saying. Camp hype and a struggling offense that's going to throw the ball a lot, and he's a freak. That's been
1: the last, like, three years.
0: This time he has no competition. He doesn't have Cameron Braid. I think the trade's pretty it's even. even. I yeah, it's even.
1: I mean, maybe he's worth a late second, like or maybe. That's what I'm saying. I, I, you
0: can push. You can push that wire, won that trade there, depending on who I draft. Absolutely, That's
2: yeah. it's good for wires. A win now team. He's Hurns could start in your flux.
0: Yeah, I like. I do like Hearns. He's good. Absolutely. Now, now is 305
1: your only pick? Yes, I have one pick in this draft. R.I.P. James Connor spooky garoppolo
0: yeah i mean I, like i said i'm very happy for james connor he's been through a lot in his career last thing he needed was uh, to be drafted by my team to be plagued with your curse yeah it's not ideal next trade uh includes me as well uh, i traded pick 18 which was my only pick at the time um and my two 2019 seconds that i had i had my own and uh, michael trainer's 2019 second uh, to Mike Balducci for his 2018 first. So I basically traded three seconds for a 2018 first. Uh, rounding out, now I have three 2018 firsts, and I can really get a nice dive into my official rebuild next year, um, as long as I don't trade those picks. We'll I'm, I'm happy with the deal. No one believes that I won't trade the picks, which they're probably right. But at this very moment, I'm, my goal is to not trade the pick. What are your guys' thoughts?
2: I'll say two things. If that's your plan to have as many firsts next year, you're going to trade them so it will so end up, will trade, end up not being a good trade second you traded two really good seconds yours is a good yeah. second and trainer's been a perennial bottom team and you're and 18's a good second so you traded like three high seconds for his own first and he's a great team so you're he basically moved down like maybe five spots and got two seconds in the same spot for it it's like trading like 18 19 20 for like 12 yeah land's a good trade
0: So my my goal realistically is I'm probably going to keep two of the 2018 first, and ideally I'm going to trade one back to a 2019 first for maybe like a 2019 first and a future third is is really the goal. So then I can have a first in 2019, make up for the lack of trade, and just start the slow and painful rebuild that way.
1: So here's the way I'm looking at it, is you traded three seconds previously for Laquan Treadwell straight up. Which is essentially So do you think Laquan Treadwell is worth a 2018 first? Absolutely. I do too. Yeah, 100%. So I think this, this trade is fair.
2: Wait, how'd you rationalize that? I'm sorry. He, He's saying
0: based on my previous
1: valuation. Yeah, yeah, but how'd you know that so fast? How'd you know we, 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 traded, we traded it? It was us oh, okay, okay.
2: yeah. So you got the two 2019 first seconds for Treadwell?
0: No, yeah. I I, tra- I had three seconds. This, I had a lot of picks this year, and they're all gone. Yeah, um, no, I, know that. I traded three seconds for Treadwell straight up.
1: And I think Treadwell's probably worth the 2018 first. I 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, granted, these, like ad said, are, are relatively high first, or second, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, you know, if you put it that way, I kind of get it. I get your rationale. Um, and 10s in two years could be good.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I especially I mean, with all the picks. Yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe Douche wins this by a tad, but I don't think it's anything substantial. Yeah.
0: I agree. I, I mean, for for this to pay off for me, I need to hold the first till next year. That's when I'm going to get the most value for them, or just take the pick. So,
1: it's great for Duce. I mean, he's a win now team, and he gets three three pretty good picks out mm-hmm. of this deal.
2: Yeah, he'll get a good player in the draft this year.
1: Absolutely, maybe oh, a running back. He's a running back. I don't get it for you because you need picks because you're also rebuilding.
0: That's like I said. I'm I'm deferring the rebuild. I can't I can't keep taking you average players. You defer the rebuild. You, defer. you defer it every year. What I'm saying is I can't keep taking. I had five seconds last year, so I took a bunch of average players. None of them panned out. I was thinking the second this year, I'd rather take the shot on the first next year for an upside guy versus just another average player. That doesn't hard pan, hard. pan out. Yeah, none of them. And all, all five. It wasn't like I overdrafted really I anybody. All yeah. five of them just didn't pan out. What
1: there do you was, do? There was one that was okay. I figured who it was.
0: Oh, um, DeAndre Washington was really Did
1: you take Smallwood in that too? Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah, I took Smallwood. Yeah, but he just we don't know what he's gonna do. We want him know, to be good. Their... Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe you were a little impatient with those two guys, but
0: Oh, I was way too impatient for that. But like I said, that's uh I made my bet. Moving on to some bets. Uh Chad, you're involved in this one. Uh, do you want to uh to read it off for us?
1: Sure. Uh we were at the soccer game for Theo Kiddick's birthday, uh, that's Ridge, and, you know, I was in a betting mood, I was a little inebriated, and he basically said, do you want to bet a 30 rack that Zeke will have less fantasy points than his last year total?
2: So I I would think I was in the bathroom, how'd that even, how'd this bet come to be a bet?
1: I couldn't tell you. uh, he, He presented it, and we talked about it for maybe an hour or so. Um, so who's taking less,
2: who's taking the under?
1: He has the under, I have the over, but I also threw in that he needs to play 16 games. Which is fair. Which is fair. Yeah. And I think that, you know, he's, he was a rookie last year. I think, why won't he have a better year this year with 16 games with that offensive line?
2: My, as a Cowboys fan, this is what I'm hoping. And Dak had some, he had his, what's the word I'm looking for? Limitations, and Zeke was the more hyped guy. We had to see how Dak was going to be, and I feel like they they weighed on Zeke a lot more early on and just throughout. He was he was the offense, and I'm hoping as a sophomore in another year under the system that they'll be able to he'll be able, not that I don't want them to run as much as they did because their offense was perfect, but I think they he will be used a little bit more, and I think the passing game should be a little bit more used than it was. Um. So I th- I hope he's still uh, at the RB one this year. I just don't know if his volume is going to be as high. So you know we'll we'll say. I don't think the team's going to be as good either. I'm a little yeah. I don't think they're going to be as good.
1: I mean I guess McFadden being healthy this the whole for the whole year would hurt this bet too. But I mean it's only a thirty rack. Yeah. And it was in the moment, so why not?
0: Yeah, I uh, I'm leaning towards. this. I think he. Not that he digresses, I just think he does a little bit worse. I think he's still going to have a stellar year. Yeah. Um, I just think it's going to be worse than last year. Which is, yeah, like I said, not yeah. saying much. It's exactly. It's still going to be a great year. Yeah, still an elite, elite talent. Um, next bet was actually between... Uh, Digressing
2: uh, a little bit in running back talent. Here. Yeah,
0: yeah, just a little bit of a drop-off here. Um, <laughs> with, between myself and uh, Greg Muller, King of the North. Um, we actually didn't bet a 30 rack. it was actually just a six-pack. Very, very tiny bet. Oh. That Kenyon Drake... Will be a, a top 84 point scorer removing quarterbacks. So, if you just put the top 84 receivers, tight ends, running backs, Kenny Drake will be in there um, in a .5 PPR league. I don't I don't see why why he can't do that at all. I think he's going to get a couple catches. I think he'll break off a couple of TDs, and I think he'll he'll weasel his way into a top 84. What's funny spot.
2: about this bet is it was originally Itzler posting. Itzler likes to just find his guys on Yahoo post the hype and it's it's usually not serious to a degree and there was some type of good news about drake and he was like drake's the man or whatever and muller was just feeling very combative and it was like drake sucks blah blah and it was pulling up his yards per carry and muller's finding like all these detailed stats that it was all just like on one carry for 30 yards like it was going on and on and on and on about the volume versus the production versus next year and then they just couldn't agree. It was like the top whatever in ESPN versus this and that. And I ignored it for a while. I got too much. And by the end of it, Eric made the bet, which was weird.
0: Yeah, I came in. I like Kenyon Drake. I, I think he's going to be a relatively <laughs> decent play this year. So I just went at Muller and, and we made a bet. And I, I think I'm going to win that bet.
1: I, I'm not sure. I guess.
2: I have no clue. It, honestly because top 84 to me
1: is such a exactly, it's number to exactly i was gonna say do you know who was like 83 or 82 so i have a better like kind of i i
0: scale. don't i don't the only reason we did it was based on our league with the uh, the 14 teams and the uh, two receivers two running backs two flex spots that's
2: a good point i would like to know who was around there but sure i'll go with you because fuck greg
1: so
0: that's very fair very i'll go fair. with
1: greg because fuck you Okay.
0: Okay. Equally fair. Well, uh, you can you can you can do the same thing because uh, we had one more bet that we actually just made yesterday. Who do you think is going to uh, to a better fantasy season in our league this year, Gronk or Kelsey?
1: Kelsey.
2: I was gonna say Kelsey with Macklin's departure for
0: sure. Yeah, I I, he... I, I took the Kelsey side and Greg Greg took the Gronk side. I think side Kelsey would be like a wide receiver back. one this year.
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna do very very well. I mean, Greg's also irrationally high on Rob Gronkowski. Like, I mean, you should be high on Rob Gronkowski, but He's on another level high on Rob. Yeah.
2: It's weird because like you go to rankings and Gronk is probably first in all of them. But Eric made a point that you go to the dynasty community. You know which side won, and the Gronk side it doesn't. You, two years ago, Gronk side's like ninety yeah, oh, yeah. percent. Any you can literally throw anything on side. A. Well, Gronk, Gronk was like a top seven pick in yeah. like startups. And now it's he's either losing or it's close. Like the it's funny because it's also a great guy. Him and Gurley had like the untouchable value yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Whatever and a couple one year for Gurley and a couple injury years for Gronk has kind of had that.
0: Well, Keen, the, Keenan too. So a lot, of, a lot of Greg's guys are just. I the, might throw Amari
1: into that too. He didn't have the, the best year that he that he could. He had have a good year. year. He just fell out year. down the stretch. Yeah, and Crabtree
2: started. I'm going to take Kelsey as well. There's no reason for me not to think he can do what he did last year, especially with their wide receiver one gone. So.
0: Yeah. Very fair. Um, yeah. So that was the other bet I made. I took the Kelsey side as well. I, I think is going to be very close. I think Gronk will do well. I is think. there
1: any sort of injury clause? Involved or is it just we straight n- we up? never did. I you think shouldn't because that's
2: the that's the thing to not take Gronk if they're both healthy. I would take.
1: Gronk. We didn't we didn't put one in. I think just
0: gentlemen. If somebody gets hurt, we'll probably just avoid the bet. Right. So, yeah. Part of
2: your Kelsey is thinking Gronk could miss a game or
1: two.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I that would give you. I mean, we'll, we'll discuss it tomorrow. He's probably sleeping now. But I'm I'm down for either one. I really I don't, don't think care. you should it's a take pack. that. If that's up a,
1: a, a hindrance. Sleep is for the week. Also, yeah,
0: that's true. you're very very accurate. Uh so that's gonna do it for trades and bets. Now we're very excited to, uh, to unveil a, a brand new segment, uh, one that we have decided to title News and Brews. So what we do here is, oh right, you got chills coming to the spot, right? Goosebumps. We'll take a beer right now. You might as well. Um, so we're very excited about this one. So <laughs> kind of playing off our news and notes section, we're one, going to just talk a little bit about a specific player, um, and then relate them in our mind to the beer that best describes that player.
2: And this was news that didn't deserve all three of us like diving into, but a way to get some news out there in, in a fun
0: way. Absolutely. Um, who wants to start? Chad, do you, do you have it or are you uh, ready to go? i ready to go. If, you, if you, you have your phone up, you're ready to go. If you want to take I feel like it, I'm going to insult you, you with my
1: first one though. I, I know ready. who it is. Bring it on? it on. No, no on? I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. It, it. It's Austin Safarian Jenkins with the tight end for the Jets. Your boy. My boy. ASJ. I did, you, you I did buy his jersey. His jersey. I, I wish that you were wearing jerseys. it right now. <laughs> In preparation for this segment. But the headline for Roto is that he is, and I quote, or they quote, the most impressive player on the field at Jets OTAs. How does that make you feel? Makes me feel great about taking him at 35 overall. (laughs) And you know what beer he is? Lining Kugel's summer shandy. Chad, why is he lining Kugel's summer shandy? Because he's great in the summer. Really good in the summer. Oh, I love to drink him in the summer outside. and maybe on the beach. Mm-hmm. He'll pop, pop open He He's like 6'7",
0: 260, 250. He's a monster of a human being.
1: I got my swim shorts on. <laughs> but once it comes around fall time, I don't want Summer shanty anymore. And I, I don't want don't, ASJ anymore. And I don't want ASJ anymore. He's <laughs> It's peaks and valleys, but he's, he's peaking. He's going to peak, and he's going to go straight down like he has for the last two years.
2: And you give me a Summer shanty in the winter, I'm throwing it back at you. I don't, want, I don't it. want it. I don't want the Gross. summer shandy in the winter. Doesn't feel right.
1: It, it feels so wrong.
2: That's a good. That's a good first one.
1: Thank you. If, Do you, <laughs> if
0: you don't want him at his worst, you don't deserve him at his best.
2: <laughs> that's fair. Right, I'll go next. So the guy I've chose was Eddie Lacy. The roto headline was Eddie Lacey has met his June weight target, coming in under two hundred fifty pounds, which netted him fifty five thousand dollars, which is an astounding. That's a lot of cheese. It just shows how much his weight is an issue. So for me, before this announcement came in as a butt heavy, now he's a butt light. (laughs) So give it up for Eddie
0: Lacy making his weight. I love it. (laughs) Uh, So next up in the news, uh, we have Lamar Miller. Uh, Lamar Miller coming out and saying he's very, very comfortable, heading into his second year with the Houston Texans. He's excited, ready to go, even though they brought in Dante Foreman. Um, Lamar Miller is Imperial Stouts plead the fifth wow (laughs) so ready for this yeah lamar miller great running back plead the fifth a great beer Mm -hmm. very strong beer you have one or two you're gonna have a great night you can guarantee that Mm -hmm. same with lamar miller you're gonna give him 10 to 11 carries a game he's gonna be great any more than that he's gonna break down you have any more than two plead the fifths it's gonna get really really ugly that's good and you're gonna you're gonna have a terrible night
2: so chad i don't think you know there's a you know the good life in the town? Mm-hmm. There was they rotate their beers all the time and there was a beer called Plead the Fifth and it oh, had yeah, like had it eighteen it was absurd. So me and Eric both got it. it just looks like oil <laughs> in a cup. And we drank the first one and surprise we liked it. And then Eric being Eric Howe whenever he goes out just needs to be you know all out. Of course. He was like, Do you want to race the second one? So we race the second one. I may have had more drinks after that, but don't remember the rest of the night. So that was my time with Plead the Fifth.
1: A.K.A. Lamar Miller. A.K.A. Lamar Miller. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's my second one. Round two. <clears throat> Josh Toxin. Uh, his his news is that he returned to team drills this week uh, from an Achilles injury. I just want to read the last sentence. the The 2016 first rounder has a great chance to earn the number three job behind TP and Jameson Crowder. Woo! And the beer that he is is Sam Adams Rebel Rouser Double IPA relentlessly hoppy. Oh, my
2: God. You went, like, all out to find these names.
1: Yeah, and the reason for that is because while I necessarily am not the biggest fan of IPAs, this beer is extremely hoppy. And you know who else is extremely hoppy? Josh Doxson. He has a 41-inch vertical. (laughs) He's a very (laughs) explosive player. And I think he's going to come back this year, and he's going to be the Josh Doxson who everyone thinks that he will be, even though... The pessimist in me and the part of me that does not like IPAs kind of thinks the latter that he maybe he won't come back, but I, I also kind of think that maybe he will. So All right. Sam Adams Rebel Rouser Double IPA, relentlessly hoppy.
0: Wow, that's a tongue twister. That is. Try to say that more than once. Try
1: to say it once. I'm not going to. He
2: just <laughs> did. All right, my second guy is Jonathan Winnow Williams. The headline was: Bills running back Jonathan Williams has been found not guilty. In his 2016 DUI case Okay. Oh, so that's good He's he's not going to be arrested He's not going to face suspension Which is big Because he has a good chance To have a, a future role With you know McCoy aging mm-hmm. So with there's no alcohol in his body So Jonathan Williams is O'Doul's <laughs> No alcohol
0: It's <laughs> a good one Okay Very
1: literal Jonathan yeah. Williams is oh, yeah, 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 That was yeah, a yeah. Good, good interpretation oh, yeah, okay. yeah.
0: Absolutely Uh, So next up, I'm going to go with John Ross. Uh, John Ross coming out and saying with a shoulder injury, shoulder surgery, may miss the start of camp. Um, So never a good thing for a rookie if you're missing the start of camp. How I related John Ross was I made John Ross Bud Light Lime. Interesting. Because I want to like Bud Light Lime. Just like I want to like John Ross. On tape, he does everything great. Has the pedigree. Bud Light Lime's coming from an elite industry leader in the beer organization. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it would be awesome. There's just something about it that I just can't enjoy. And I think that's exactly John Ross for me. I like that.
1: Can't do it. Okay, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Alright, my third and final guy, uh, Jamal Charles. Uh, The headline was, Jamal Charles said he thinks he can be the man in the Broncos' backfield. Mm. Okay? The uh, beer I gave him was, uh, jumping on the Bud Light bandwagon, Bud Light Platinum. Okay. okay, and here's okay. the reason why. And this is exactly what I wrote. I read it word for word. It used to be great, was flying off the shelves, everyone was buying it. Now people forget about it even though it's still dope. I like that. Right? That's yeah. great. Bud Light Platinum is a great, great beer.
2: See, I disagree, but I like your <laughs> analogy.
1: And a few years ago, it, everyone wanted Bud Light Platinum. Because it had it,
2: more alcohol and it still tasted like Yeah, it.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that, I feel like people forget about it now. And Jamal, Carl's, uh, Jamal Charles is a lost cause. Maybe he can come back and be the, be the lead guy in that backfield. Granted, it's a little bit crowded. It's a little bit crowded. But Bud Light Platinum is still dope. And I think that Jamal Charles can also be.
2: And I think we should get a six-pack
1: tonight. And each.
0: eat well, Straight oof. to the face. All right. It is only 10.30. All
2: right. My last one. So I went very little the first two. This is very broad. But my last guy was Tyreek Hill. With the headline, special teams coordinator David Taub, whoever, said Tyreek Hill will not return kickoffs this year. So it's playing more kind of into your Shomer Shanty thing. So I just gave Tyreek every craft beer ever. (laughs) And the reason being for it is Tyreek Hill is a very situational guy. You're only going to have him in certain plays and schemes. Just like I'm only going to have a craft beer in certain situations. Okay. I don't want it at a tailgate. I don't even want to end the game. Mm -hmm. I don't want to shotgun a craft beer. Mm -hmm. There's just some situations where I don't want a craft beer. And where it it differentiates a little bit is some people think craft beer is like the only way. It's an elite beer. You get the beer hardos that, you know, this course live would be like poo-poo. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. Some people think he's an elite, you know, we will trade a first for him, like a wide receiver one. And I I don't agree with that. I don't agree with craft beers being good, Tyreek Hill. Every crap beer ever. (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) Okay. uh, (laughs) Wrap it up. So to wrap up this segment, uh, I chose Matt Forte. Um, Along the similar lines with you with Jamal Charles, um, but a little bit different. So Matt Forte expected to be safe in the Jets' purging of all their their older players. Um, Since he's actually guaranteed $4 million, I guess they figured they'd keep him on um, as a nice compliment to Bilal Powell, and they go 1A, 1B. On the beer that I actually related Matt Forte to at his current state is Natty Light. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So so, hear me out. <laughs> Poor guy. Back in the day, back in college, Natty Light was a go-to. You were like really excited to get mm-hmm. like a nice 30 or like a nice just bunch of Natty Lights in you. Just like Matt Forte. You used to go possibly one, two, three overall in startup okay. dress. Okay. Now, if there's a Natty Light in front of me, I don't really know if I'm drinking it. Mm-hmm. But if I do decide to drink it, and I drink a lot of them with some volume. It'll get the job done. Okay. Just okay. like if I give Matt Forte some carries now, some passes, it may not be. It may not look pretty. May not be efficient. But he'll get the job done. Okay. And that's why I'm relating to him at this point in his career. Natty Light.
1: And him. you can afford him.
0: And you can afford him very he cheap. Very affordable. Very cheap. So I didn't even think about that. But yes, a lot of a lot of similarities to Matt Forte and Natty Light at this point in his career.
1: That was great. What a segment.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well done all around. I, I hope. You, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that segment. It, that was fun. If if you liked it, let us know. I wish I had more. Same. I kind of want to. There's going to be a lot
2: more useless roto updates week to week. Whether or not we can keep producing this week to week, but it'll definitely be something we we can do again.
0: Absolutely, definitely. And if if the listeners out there have any ideas for a segment, something fun, something different like this, just to mix it up, let us know. We're we're open to a lot of things. Um, Like we said, we're still open to having some guests on as well. But
1: or if you have any beer comparisons to to players, tweet us. Let us know. Yeah, so I can
0: steal it. So we yeah. can steal it. Yeah. yeah hashtag uh, Elite Dynasty Pod Beer Comp. That's
1: long. That, that is, is very long. Really long. Elite Beer Comp. There you go. Elite
0: Beer Comp. Yeah, that's even better. This is why Chad runs a Twitter. <laughs> Tay runs a Twitter. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I think that's going to really do it for, for this week's edition that's it. of the show. Um, do we have anything that we're really uh, planning for next week, or just kind of play it by ear?
1: I think we're just going to play it by ear. You know, these things kind of come organically. You don't want to force them.
0: Absolutely. I like that. Or maybe you do want to force them.
1: Mm -hmm. Wait, are you saying force them or force them?
0: We don't know. It's up to interpretation. Up for the listeners to decide. That's why I asked you. What did you actually say? I'm up for the listeners to decide. down for either. So (laughs) that's going to do it really for for this edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Von Dunn. Excited to, uh, to bring you all of the... Newest hot takes, news and notes, everything out there. But Chad, uh, why don't you tell them what the Twitter is? Why don't I, th- why don't I tell them
1: what all the social media handles Chad, are? Chad, why don't you tell them what sure. all the social media handles are? At Elite Dynasty Pod on, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So go follow if you haven't already. Uh, always posting new content. And, uh, Ad, you want to tell them about the blog again one more time?
2: Yeah, go to the... I, I think the best way to find it is to our Facebook page. Yes. The WordPress, you can get, kind of get um it's a little confusing
0: even if you google if you google elite dynasty podcast uh but the blog pa- yeah come but up. the
2: page you can find each article individually able to scroll through find which one you want or scroll through them all and read them all there's 10 not well nine's really just a mock but 10 of them really good blogs check them all out people worked hard on them so
0: and i have uh one of them, i'm actually almost done i actually finally mocked the 14 player for the 2018 draft i just need to finish up my Ooh. synopsis and uh that should be out within the next couple of days as well awesome. so Keep an eye out. I'm very excited looking down the uh, down the road. As you know, we all play Dynasty. We do. Awesome. That's why we're here. That is why we're here and that's why we have our own podcast. Episode thirteen in the books. We did it, boys. We'll see you guys next week for episode fourteen. Have a good night.
1: Take care. Peace.